right, welcome back to the show. My co-host looks a little different today. Yeah, <laughs> he grew, grew some hair and is wearing tie-dye. I'm here with Rupert Bonham. How are you doing, Rupert? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Happy to be here. Mr. Personality, if you are not familiar, four-time contestant on Survivor and winner of the All-Star vote, which I'd like right. to talk to you about, which is just a phenomenal thing right. to say about you. Uh, ran for governor of Indiana in 2012. And I know him. I've actually, I don't know if anyone's ever called you this. I call you Indy's Mr. Congeniality. Oh, that's yeah. so kind. I can crown you. Uh, <laughs> just, just huge personality. Uh, but so tell me about the All-Star vote. So, so everyone knows you from Survivor, but right. I don't know if everyone understands like what the All-Star vote actually meant. Well, you know, exactly. A lot of people think that I won Survivor, even think that I won the first Survivor. Right, right. Um, it was Survivor 7 that I was on that first time and got yep. to be a pirate. <laughs> yeah, but I only made it 27 days. I, I didn't really understand the game. I thought if you went out there and were the best camper, the best, you know, right. worker, right. you would win. Right. I didn't realize Not you had to case. be the best conniver. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, but then uh, they asked me back. I was that first one to play back-to-back -back survivors, and yeah. I went out to All-Stars, and I made it 37 days instead of 27 days. Right. Made it to the final four on that one, but still lost the game, <laughs> you know, to Robin Amber. How many, full day, how many full days would it be to last the entire time? How many days? 39 days is 39 the game. 39 days. In Australia, the second one, they drug it out to 41 days but they realized that they didn't want to do that right, anymore. so right. they brought it back to 39 <laughs> days um after all stars at the finale at the live reunion show you know they uh they're going through everything and we're talking about the show and then jeff says now for everybody out there that doesn't like the results that thinks that the bad guy always wins we're opening the phone lines up for the next 72 hours and they let all America decide the next million dollar winner. And did you know that was going to happen? Oh gosh, no. You no. had no idea. Oh, no, not at all. So that was a twist. You know, when if you look back at the old episodes, you see when Jeff says that, you see me dunk my head and say, "Oh my God, I think Jeff just said they're going to give me a million dollars." <laughs> <laughs> Which is but true, because you, you know, got 85% of the right, votes. Exactly 85%. right. But I didn't want to believe it. I yeah. walked into All-Stars Reunion a winner. I made it. I was the first one to do back-to-back. -back. Right. I made it to the final four. I'd made it far enough to get myself, my family, out of debt. Yes. I was a winner. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, even in my mentoring program, I show my kids, when you're working at a goal and you finally reach it, you finally achieve that goal, enjoy it for a little while before you 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 jump right out and want your next thing. Yes. Don't always be wanting. Right. Accept the fact that sometimes you got it and just be happy. Well, and that's that's the thing. Rupert is a survivor. I don't know if you can hear it in this first two minutes, but just like you are a survivor and you I love how you say it's a conniver because some people like yes. one survivor. Some people won conniver. Right. <laughs> right. But that was not you. You won. You won the hearts of the people. Eighty five percent of America said we want Rupert to have a million dollars. That's got to feel pretty good. It was really good. It was really good. And and, you know, for years. Every time I would walk out of my house, I would have people telling me how much they liked me, how much they loved <laughs> watching the show, how yep. I inspired yep. them. I can't believe it. For years in my mentoring program, I tried to inspire people. Yes. I go out on a TV show, and I inspired... Oh my gosh, we get fan mail Just from being 60 yourself. countries around the world wow. telling me... you. Know, 
telling me thank you. Yes. It's it's amazing. Now, it's humbling. Do you find that you have to keep the beard and the tie-dye just to keep the brand going, or do you want to keep the beard and the tie-dye to keep the brand uh, going? You know, I was that guy that hated shaving for a job, <laughs> that hated conforming to someone else's regulations of what we're supposed to look like, even when I ran for governor. There's no way I'm shaving. <laughs> I created a scenario where I can look how I want, where I can do what I want, where I can help others and it doesn't matter how i look yes yeah well i'm keeping it i approve no so thank now you. i see thank you, you actually have your own brand i do on We've your got our logo eye. rupert's kids and yeah. please check out rupertskids.com.org yes uh find us on our facebook rupert's kids um showing how we're taking young men and women out of the detention center teaching them how to make a legal living getting them that sense of self-worth and work ethic and then putting them back out into the community and this is what you do full-time, and you actually yes. were involved in this before Survivor. Oh, yeah. We started our first mentoring program in 91 uh, under the name Kids Hope. Kids Helping, Kids other, Hope. Be okay. Kids Helping other People Exist. Okay. But after I went out on All Stars, uh, <laughs> you know, I was on Pearl Islands, and then back-to-back -back went out on All Stars, and then I came back and tried to buy RupertBonham.com and yeah. .org, Kids Hope, Kids Helping yeah. uh, uh, Other People Exist. Some wonderful person out there had already bought it and was trying to sell me my own name yep. for a hundred thousand dollars. That happens at every level, by the way. Was it Ugh. Jed Bush or someone? Donald Trump bought out Jed Bush's. Yes, yeah. you know yeah. that's, they, a, that's a if you're that conniverish kind of mentality, <laughs> you can go out there and start. But you know when but I you realized, got it back. you have it well, now. Uh, what happened was I dissolved Kids Hope when I realized I couldn't get the domain names. Yes. I dissolved Kids Hope. I incorporated Rupert's Kids. I bought Rupert, Rupert, Rupert B, Rupert's Kids, Rupert everything I could find. <laughs> I still don't own Rupert Bonham. It's still, uh, it, it pops up every once in a while for sale, but it's not 100000 anymore. It's, you know, a few thousand. But I still, I'm not going to buy it, them yeah. darn people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway but you're good now you got yeah. reaperskids.org right. so you started this before survivor but i i would hope i would think that all the stardom from survivor has brought in so much more hope to so many more kids oh gosh yes yeah. you know being able to before survivor looking a little hairy scary working with young men and women coming out of the detention center that looked a little scary uh <laughs> it was a little harder generating that that understanding that compassion those dollars right. you know um we've never taken any city state federal funding no government dollars no grant dollars no stimulus dollars we generate all our own money we show how we don't spend the tax dollars we save tax dollars with every person in our program right in Survivor, when I went out on TV, people started realizing more and more what I was doing. And then after Survivor, when I was able to take a young man or woman up on stage and say, look at this young man. You know, he never got a chance. He was in the detention center in the system because of what his parents did or because mm. of doing something that we all did when we were teenagers. But we didn't go to jail for right. it in the 60s and the 70s. <laughs> we were told to take ourselves home and not come out again that night. <laughs> <laughs> Not, I'm taking you to jail. Right. Uh, uh, after Survivor, I was able to take a young man or woman, take him up on stage and say, this kid deserves another chance. Mm -hmm. And people would say, if Rupert believes they, they need another chance, let's yeah. give him another chance. Well, good for you. And they started looking at people around themselves, too, and realizing there are a lot of people in the system right now. And they're in there for hurting themselves. Mm -hmm. They're in there for doing silly kid stuff. They're in there for sometimes some really minor charges. Sure. 
We need to start looking at that. How many kids have been through the program or are currently oh, in the gosh. program? Hundreds. Hundreds have been through the program. And if you count the extended, because so many of them come to us with children of their own, mm. that you not only are working with this young man at 18, 20 years old, but then they've got kids that are two, three, four, five, six years old, that they've got to have some help and some training raising or the generational, the cyclical nature of the hardship continues Keep, through the generations around. you know we've we've had right now we've got i think nine families that we're dealing with mm. um you know and to do that all out of pocket to yeah. do that all with only dollars generated by the work we do or the donations we get off our website <laughs> rupertskids.org and hit that donate button um you can see it's an amazing success though in Gosh, 70, almost 80% of the people going through our program, right. instead of releasing them with no way of making a legal living, with an anklet on their leg that costs them $15 a day, with no way of taking care of themselves, no education, no legal living, no hope, no future, what do you think they go back to? Mm -hmm. They go back to what they know. Right. If you can grab them as they're coming out, get them into safe housing, get them into a work program that can actually make legal dollars to pay for their restitution, to pay for their incarceration, to pay for their anklet, their home detention, and still be able to pay for rent, food, clothing, childcare, transportation, all the things that we have to pay, that's how our program works. We set people up to succeed, not mm. fail. Well, you're certainly passionate about it, and it seems... What what got you, first of all, back in 91, before you even right. got on Survivor, what got you passionate about it? Were you a troubled youth yourself? Uh, was this a, well, were you, you getting know, into trouble? I, in 91, <laughs> I was still... I was coming close to 30 years old. You yeah, know, yeah, I, was, yeah. I was still a, a little older, but back... you know, I was, I was born in the 60s and grew up in the 70s. I was that troubled youth, but I wasn't, like I say, I remember many times uh, law enforcement stopping us, pulling us over, saying, what are you doing out here, you know? But that's where it ended. I'm taking you home. I'm taking you yeah. to your parents. I'm right. And it stopped that night. I don't want to see you back out. Now, we, with the zero tolerance, the three strikes and you're out, the, the, the no child left behind, where instead of throwing them out on the street, we throw them into the detention center. Yeah. Um, I came out of the system in the 80s working as a nurse's aide, watching us go from client care and quality of life to documentation and covering your own butt. Hmm. Um, and I said, we need to create a program that goes back to not looking at the dollars and the legal side of it, but looking at the empowerment side taking young men and women and teaching them how to take care of themselves instead of teaching them how to hold their hand out. Well, I'm sold. So we're definitely going to have <laughs> remind remind me that we're going to have a link in the podcast yeah. so where we can just go straight to your website and, and get involved and get and donate and, and whatever. Is it just donations or can people get involved oh, no. like with their time? We with having no uh, real ability to have a payroll, we depend a lot on volunteers. Uh, and if we can get those volunteers that have skills, have that know the trades, the plumbers, the carpenters, the electricians, the trim carpenters, okay. the masons, the you know those are great people to bring into our program, uh, even for a day or two, you know, once a year, twice a year, well, where I you come in and help do you know get us started on different projects and teach young men and women 
different skill sets. Right, because one of the projects you were just telling me about off camera was about a Victorian home that you guys right. were renovating. Exactly right. So tell me about that. You know, where uh, we came in as the subcontractor and contracted to rip all the siding off the house and gut the inside of the mm -hmm. house, take the chimneys down, just do a lot of the labor work. Right. So we come in with a lot of our young men and women that... You know, unfortunately, when you're coming out of the detention center, you don't have a lot of skills, but you can tear stuff up. Yeah. The <laughs> trick is teaching them not to tear it totally up, but right. leave the foundation, leave the structure, leave the oh, strength, yeah. but take the, but take the, the decay and the rod and, right, yeah. you know, <laughs> and like I see you putting up your fist to yeah. punching a wall. Well, no, we give them the sledgehammer, give them, yeah. we call it the Thor, the little yeah, four yeah, pound, yeah. five pound <laughs> little sledge right. that builds some muscle there you go you know and building character um, and muscle teaching them that it is there is some value in making legal dollars giving you your freedom giving you that sense of self-worth and empowering them to believe that they can go out and do it on their own well you're teaching these kids life skills and uh building their muscles and right. their mentality uh to bring that back to survivor because i know a yeah. lot of your kids probably watched you on survivor oh, yeah. so the morality of the show, how do you separate? Are you someone that believes you can do literally whatever you want because it's a game? Because I fight with my <laughs> wife about this sometimes. Like, if it's in the game, <laughs> yeah, you it's, know. It's not real life. It's not real life. But yeah. then but then people are like, okay, does he lie, Steve and Shield oh. in real life? Like, how do you separate those you know, things? Well, see, in Pearl Islands, in the first one that I went into, in the first five minutes of the game, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm stealing everybody's shoes. I'm <laughs> lying about it. I'm dragging them <laughs> off. I, and in our mentoring program, those are the three big you don't lie cheat or steal, steal. you yeah. know you tell me what's going on you can tell me anything we'll figure out how you deal with it you don't take anything when we're walking into different people's houses or into the store i right. don't want the alarms going off i don't right. want people missing things we don't hurt others in survivor uh one of the reasons i call it conniver <laughs> it's kind of set up for you to hurt others now physically you can't lay hands on them right Mentally, emotionally, psychologically, you could rip them apart. Right. <laughs> so it's just part of the game. It's part of the game. All right. uh, but now you'll never see me swearing on my children's life. Right. Like when uh, little evil Russell wore three different crosses into the game yeah. just to rip them off his neck and swear on Jesus Christ that I'm telling you the truth. When he did it to me and grabbed his last cross, grabbed my hand, put it in my hand, held my hand to God and said... May he strike me dead. I'm telling you the truth. And all I could think in my head was, you got a national platform. Bolt of lightning and strike <laughs> him down like a pile of ashes right now. And you see me trying to let go of his yeah. hand and back up from it in hopes a lightning bolt up. will take him out. Uh, but, yeah. You know, there are lines that you really, I don't care what the game is, school, home, work, relationship, survivor, <laughs> Um, it's all the same game. You shouldn't really. You sh you should still have some value in yourself. Sure. Yeah. So who's who's some are, who's some of the competitors that you've still kept up with, or who uh, was your who was your arch nemesis in this game? Uh, you know, for a long time it was little Johnny Fairplay, little yeah. Johnny Rotten, the one yeah. that that actually was the first one to bring the outside world into the game, where he lied about his grandma at the. Loved one That's challenge, right. and everybody felt sorry for him, That's and they right. let him win as he's laughing about his grandma watching that on TV. 
Johnny Fairplay and I had a long run until little evil Russell came. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I say evil Russell took the top billing for my, my arch nemesis. So what have you learned? I mean, you've been on four different seasons, right? right. So have, have you learned something different every single time? I mean... Well, I've went through some amazingly different adventures every time. Right. With Pearl Islands, was I was a kid in a candy store. I didn't really understand the game. Right. I was just running around catching you know, five, ten pounds of fish a day, flipping over rocks and grabbing <laughs> little things, little creatures that, uh, I mean, in the pet shops, they'd be selling for big money. Uh, with us, we were throwing on the fire right. and eating. Uh, in All Stars, I got to go out and show I was that tough guy that we raise in Indiana, yep. being that first one to do back-to-back -back Survivor, and almost making it to the end, ten days longer in a game with harder players, with right. the best of the best. Uh, then Blood versus uh, Heroes versus Villains now, that I did. Let me pause you for a second. So that okay. was you. You went out of that one, but you actually won the million from that right. second time. Exactly right. And so, but you didn't win the game, and that's why they let you come back on a third and fourth time? Exactly. Okay. Well, you know, when uh, when they had returning winners, right? Uh, I called them oh, up and said, right, I right. was a winner. Why didn't you bring me on? They said, right. you've never won the game. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. But then they ended up making, you know, heroes versus villains. Right. In that one, in the first five minutes of that game, I broke three bones in my foot. I had to reset my own broken bones and then ran through that day for th that game for 36 days wow. with now my pinky toe was fine on my left foot. My pinky toe was fine. My second toe when I looked down after the first challenge and it was upside down and <laughs> looking at me and my toe was pointed back at me laying on top of my foot and my third toe was pointing off to the side it's never good when you look down and see body <laughs> parts, even little body parts, facing the wrong here. way. Yeah. Um, setting my own broken bones and running through that game, that taught me how to ignore some pain. Right. I mean, that is truly oh, survivor yes. at that point. Uh, <laughs> and then this last one where I took my wife out. That's when, so, yeah. you know... Uh, In when the they first two days, you're already sacrificing yourself. Oh, you know, <laughs> I, I was so happy to get back out and play the game again. And I'm looking at all the players that I'm playing against. You know, it's Tina and Tyson and, yeah. and Jervis and, you know, Aris and B and C players at best. <laughs> And then they, in the, uh, after they separated us, they tried to vote my wife out of the game. Mm -hmm. Jeff looks at me and says, Rupert, if you're not happy, trade places with her as he chuckles, knowing that I love the game too much, I'm not going to walk out but of the game. But she stepped right down. Didn't even think about it. You know, uh, when your wife looks at you with that look right. of, what the heck is going on? Right. Help me. Right. Uh, and you are given the option to help, you help. Yep. Now... Jeff came to me at the end of that game mad, saying, you know, because I was the only one out of the ten couples that even chose my loved one over the game. Right. Everyone else chose the game, right. chose the dollars, chose, you know, the greed of it. Right. Jeff comes to me and says, what were you thinking? That was the worst gameplay I've ever seen. <laughs> How do you think you were going to win the game? I said, Jeff, that's why you're divorced. <laughs> I gave up my game for my relationship. This was after the entire season. This was season. after the entire season. Oh, wow. When we were done and, you know. Now, are you pretty good friends with Jeff? Well, <laughs> um, we are, after I have one 
phone call from Jeff that we record that he recorded left on our voicemail that is the most wonderful gushing love just thanking me yeah. and just wonderful after all after Pearl Island yeah uh, you know, after All Stars, we Jeff and I were doing some uh, presenting at the People's Choice or something. Right. We we're at Carnegie Hall <laughs> um, doing presenting, yeah. and in rehearsal, all the guys come up to me, all the stagehands, all the lighting crew, all the men and women backstage that are used to seeing big celebrities, come up to me and want to get pictures, yeah. want to get autographs, want to yeah. talk to me, want to shake my hand, want to touch me, want to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Jeff got a little upset. Yeah, I was there's, gonna say there's, there's uh, got to be some tension there. There, I mean. there is. It's when we go out in public, people will say, "Oh, Jeff, Rupert, I love you guys," but then they'll come hug and kiss on me and want right. to get pictures and what. Well, the it's thing a about little the, touchy, but the thing about I the like game, Jeff, he's a yeah. good guy, but there's there's some tension. What's interesting about the game is he's always on. So right. he's 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 always on. He created the game, and so right. he's got this persona that he's creating. But because you play the game and you just become yourself, like, people are seeing the true Rupert. And yes. that's why I honestly believe, like, 85% of the vote tells me that for a while, and maybe still, you're the face of Survivor, and that probably doesn't sit well with the one who created it. Well, you know, uh, Mark Burnett came to me after All Stars and said, you know, darn it, Rupert, I'm into making shows, not celebrities, and you got bigger than my <laughs> darn show. I was trying to knock the wind out of your sails and couldn't yeah. do it. So, yeah, so, so I was talking. That is that is what they want really is for people to see the show and to see Jeff, not to see right. the individual contestants. Well, that's not what the people want. <laughs> exactly so. right. <laughs> I like relating to the contestants and seeing which one is more like me and rooting for them and yeah. you know hoping for the underdog. So I was talking to Tyler ahead of the show and I said, "Hey, I want to I want to ask the question: Who would win in a fight?" And I can't figure out who the other person would be, but I just figured out who the other person should be. So who would win in a fight between Jeff and Rupert? <laughs> Oh, well, you know, um, uh, I have to say, in Hollywood, they like little. You know, yeah. TV, the camera likes That's little. True. That's true. You don't see Jeff standing side by side, shoulder to shoulder, to too many of the guys. That's true. Um, when in the few shots you do, you realize, I gosh, I got him by you're, probably you're six big. inches. You're I, big I, uh, if I if I get in between him and the camera, I can eclipse him. <laughs> 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 I was a bouncer in a back alley bar I here in Indianapolis him. for years. That is going on a quote <laughs> picture. I could eclipse him. How are we doing on time, Tyler? We good? All right. So we got a couple minutes here left. Okay. I want to talk about Indianapolis because you're still okay, yeah. very, very present in Indy. Right. You've got your organization here. You live here. What are some of your favorite things to do around Indy? Do people I'm I'm sure people come up to you on a regular basis because you're you're a brand in itself yeah, now. Yeah. Uh, so what what do you do around uh, Indy? You know, uh, my favorite thing for years, and especially right after Survivor, on the coldest and the rainiest days, taking my daughter and I going to the zoo, going okay. playing around. I've going, seen you at the zoo. I we love the I've zoo, the man. Zoo, yeah. It's it's a wonderful place. And if you go on the yucky days, it's not that no crowded. Yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and gosh, for 17 years in a row, I went to the Indy 500. You know, mm -hmm. we just had the the hundred and second running of the Indy 500. I've got 17 years of silver and gold badges from the Indy 500. Wow. I started going when I was, gosh, 10 years old, my mm -hmm. first one in 74, and have been going ever since. I love it. How do you um, feel about the, this last race that just got done? How do you, uh, you know, I, 
there's got to be something wrong with the cars. If Elio Castroneves can't keep control of his car, he is one of the best racers in the yeah, world. Yeah. Um, you know, there's just some little tweaking yeah, somewhere. Uh, these these new cars, besides the heat, uh, the the best thing about it though, with so many crashes and so much problems, a lot of restarts that were kind of cool. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of little racing in the middle of the race. Have you ever been in one of those Indy 500 cars? Uh, only the two seater. I never got to. Okay, when I was <laughs> I'd be as scared a to give camera you just guy. The car and say, oh Go, my Rupert. gosh, I'd love that. <laughs> uh, when I was a camera guy with ABC Wild World of Sports, way before Survivor ever happened. Um, we would be able to be, I was one of those guys that would set up the camera on the track, that would set up the camera back in the uh, uh, garages, would set up, and every once in a while there'd be an off car sitting around, <laughs> you know? And uh, just like sitting up at the announcer's desk on the chair at Bryant Gumbel's spot or whoever's right. spot and taking pictures, I got in a car one day. <laughs> Um, well, I'm kind of a big guy. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get out. <laughs> now, it was the one and only time I got in one of the cars. Yeah. They are teeny, They are built for right. very little people. Yes. I am not. Just like horse jockeys. Yes. All right, so our last question is actually going to be asked by you, and I didn't prepare you ahead of time because okay. I always forget this, but we always ask our guests to challenge our listeners with right. the question of the day. And, and you know, you've had such a life <laughs> survivor running for governor i mean the, the organization with the kids just what a quality dude how um if i'm listening to this i'm inspired already but what's a question that you can ask to inspire people to really live life to the fullest um you know the question is where honestly uh, because this strikes across all uh religions all politics all cultures all where do we really want our dollars going, mm. our tax dollars? We're coming, you know, we just had tax time in April where we all dropped a bunch of money, gave it to our government. We have 20% of our population in detention centers. Mm -hmm. uh, we're not the biggest country, but we got the most per capita locked up. We, where do we want our dollars going? Do we want to empower ourselves to create empowerment programs that teach our young men and women to pull that hand back and take care of themselves like we used to 20, 30, 40, 50 mm -hmm. years ago for hundreds of years? Do we want to go back to methods that work, empowering, or do we want to continue to fund a program that tries to beat people into submission, that tries mm -hmm. to lock them up and change their way of thinking by uh, pain instead of reality? Mm. You know, because I've got a lot of young men and women that walk out of the detention centers and everything they're taught in the detention center, what is valued in the detention center, is not looked at as value out on the streets. Right. Value out on the streets is how we do treat ourselves and others, what we do spend our money on, how we present ourselves in this world. Well, that's a great question. And to answer that question, you can click on the link that will be on this video, rupertskids.org, and you can start putting your money to good use. If you want to find us as Indie Grows on all handles as Indie Grows, Rupert, thank you for being on the show. I appreciate oh, no. you, buddy. Thank you for having me, man. It's been wonderful. Yeah. All right.